I'm Adam Nassi, and this is Growth Swag. What's real? The real question is What's real? Hey guys, Adam Massey here with another episode of Growth Swag. Uh, this week, I'm really excited to have my friend and guest on, Adam Welcome. So just a little bit of backstory on Adam. Uh, Adam and I, our kids go to the same school. We've seen each other around, like at the public pool and a bunch of places, but we never really got to know each other until, gosh, I think it was like back in December, we were at a, a school function. Our kids are in the same class and we started talking and yeah, I'll tell more about the story in a minute, but Adam challenged me to do my first podcast, and here we are on episode 10. So first of all, let me introduce Adam. Adam is, uh, he's an author, he's a public speaker. I think what's really cool is before all of that, he was a teacher, a principal, um, director of innovation at a large school district, and um, his career evolved a lot from that, but Adam, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, Adam. And your last name is welcome. Hey, Adam so, squared and then welcome, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> So, you know, when I think back about when you and I first met, um, I'll just kind of recap the story for yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because some people ask me, like, hey, man, where did this podcast come from? And actually, it came from you. So we were um, actually at a brewery for a, like, a school social thing. And we started talking. And I'm actually a person who doesn't like to lead with, like, what do you do for a living? Because I want to know who you are more. And actually, we got into some interesting conversation about training and fitness. You've done 27 marathons? 30. 30 marathons now. That's incredible. That's 30 more than I've done. <laughs> um, so we started talking about that stuff. And eventually in the conversation, I was kind of intrigued by you in general. And I was like, hey, so, like, what do you do for work? I'm proud of myself for not leading off with that, by the way. And you told me, hey, I'm a public speaker. And I remember going, wait a minute, what? Because I actually really enjoy public speaking. And uh, so we started to like unpack that a little bit. And you shared your story about uh, how that evolved. And maybe like we could start off with that a little bit. You could share a little bit about what you were doing in education prior to that and how this kind of opened up for you. Yeah, sure. So 15 years in public education, started as an elementary school teacher and then uh, wanted to get into leadership and was an assistant principal and then a principal of my own school, which was the most fun job I think there is in education, just hanging out with kids and inspiring teachers and connecting with parents. And it was there, this all kind of started with Twitter. <laughs> Twitter is, is like just led to so many things. It's really the backstory for my entire kind of professional career and everything that I've done. And uh, I, was, I was a principal and I was alone and I was frustrated and I was actually getting ready to leave the profession. I was applying to be a special agent with the FBI. Wow. And there's a age limit, it's 37. You can't be over 37 years old to be a federal agent. And I was kind of creeping up on that. And my wife, she said to me, she said, what are you doing? You have too much passion for education. You, you got to stay in this profession. So I just got off my island. And if you're on an island in 2020, it is completely your choice. Because if you're not connected and talking to people that are like-minded, even if you never meet them in person, you need to be. And that's where it started. And I just put myself out there first on Twitter and just connecting with other people. And then I started blogging. And like I'm, I so love that you have a podcast because podcasting is what blogging was kind of 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just started doing a little side hustle and it was never any kind of financial benefit. I just wanted to help change the world of education. 
But when you get into something and you're passionate about it and you have energy and mojo, people feel that and people see that. And then it just kind of started building and building and building. And then I had the opportunity to write uh, my first book. I've written three. The fourth one is at the editor right now. And it, it honestly just grew from there. And uh, someone that is like the epitome of that is Tim Ferriss. And if you don't know Tim Ferriss, Tim Ferriss is all over the internet. And uh, he's written some amazing books, The 4-Hour Work Week. And I just knew that my life could be different. And I think your story too, Adam, of what I know of being a Googler and then having some pretty big health mm-hmm. scares in your life, you kind of changed you know, your, your kind of scope uh, of your life. And we both have kids and I just wanted to uh, be in control more. So my side hustle led to my main hustle. Yeah. And I think what's, so that's amazing. And I think what's cool is like when you were telling me the story I remember you were saying maybe you did some public speaking, mm-hmm. and then at one point someone offered you some money, and it was like in, in, five hundred dollars. Yeah, so and like, I was blown away that <laughs> I was going to get paid money. And as a principal, you don't make that much yeah. money. You, it's a great job and it's secure, but five hundred dollars is five hundred dollars, and five hundred dollars is still five hundred dollars. And it was then that I realized, all right, like there is something more yeah. more to this. Yeah, yeah, and so then it kind of builds and builds mm-hmm. and builds, and uh, it's really cool. So when we were talking that night, I remember saying like, "Oh, that's that's like my dream job, man. Like, I love public speaking and I love connecting with people." And I was recounting how like at Google, I had a couple of different, I had a lot of experiences on big stages mm-hmm. speaking, but what I really connected with was the fact of like, and I hope you guys can relate with this when you're talking about something you're passionate with. It's night and day from when you're reading a script or talking about something that's mm-hmm. not that exciting. And I've had both of those experiences. I've been literally handed a, a talk script for a keynote mm-hmm. um, and like tried my best to jazz it up, but it's tough. Mm-hmm. Versus talking about something you're genuinely passionate about, it's energizing and it's exciting and it's fun. And so we started talking about that and I was like, man, like how do you do that, right? And so Adam gave me some advice. First thing he said was like, connect with something you're really passionate about. And so I was like, oh, well, I've got this whole like, you know, kind of personal transformation I've been going through based on a health event, like the the heart attack I've talked with you guys about. Mm -hmm. And I'm really passionate about leadership development. And so, you know, Adam was like, yeah, yeah. So, you know what you need to do? Go start a podcast. And he said to me, you said to me, literally like, tomorrow go publish a podcast. And you told me how to do it. And I sort of felt challenged by that. So I went and did it. And I think you mentioned, you know, you'd say that to people occasionally. And a lot of people don't do it. And I'm not bragging about that. But I'm, I'm glad I did because it led to this. And so um, I think uh, one of the things that you impressed upon me, and I've been now trying to share with my kids, you know, sometimes people go, well, how much does this cost? I'm like, zero. Zero. Right? I mean, the podcasting platform is free. I promote on social media. And uh, it's really ultimately about what I've found is connecting with people Mm -hmm. and getting feedback and you figure out what resonates, right? Mm -hmm. 100%. And, you know, people ask me to kind of back up, how did I get, like, how do you become a speaker and get to, like, travel and just get paid to talk? Well, you just don't start there. There's There's no overnight success. Anybody that has any success will tell you that. And what I'm doing now was the last 15 years of foundation building and I just didn't realize that I was doing that to get to where I am now. And if you are trying to do something to make money that is outside of your main hustle, I think you're completely wrong Mm -hmm. to your point and to what I said to you is just what you're passionate about. And it's even easier now because podcasting is in its golden era. Just talk. You can do a podcast from your car down the street 
before you get home to your family, you can record it. Very rudimentary, but you're, you're connecting with people and a lot of people feel that there, there's nobody, is anybody out there listening? People are listening mm-hmm. and people learn. And the great thing, I remember when I said, I challenged you, you kind of had this look of, really? And I, you know, and like, again, like Adam said, we, we knew each other, but we didn't know each other. And we got to know each other, I think, pretty well that night. And I could tell that Adam was someone that I wanted to connect with. And I, if I could like read your facial, your facial expression was me, a podcast. Yeah. And, and then it clicked. And then the next morning I got a text message. I didn't even have Adam's phone number. He went into our school's directory and got my cell phone number. He's like, dude, podcast started. And I was just like, boom, drop the mic. And I just knew it was going to be something because, you know, most things never get done because they never get started. And that's what I said to you, get started tomorrow because we're going to find excuses. Well, I got my, my kids, my wife's sick. I got to travel. You know, we're going away for the holiday, blah, 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 blah. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to know. And even in the 10th episode, you've already progressed. You progressed after the third episode. You changed the platform. You did some different things. And um, whatever you want to do, whatever you don't even know you want to do, you just have to get started. I agree. You just have to get started. Yeah, so I think this is a really cool topic because one of the things I've um, got a lot of feedback from the people who listen to this on is, you know, they connect with some of my story pre-heart attack. So I've had a number of you reach out to me and go, hey, your your pre-oh shit moment sounds a lot like my now. Mm. And that's in some uh, cases, that's because of health and wellness and nutrition and stuff. In other cases, it's because I think there's a trend a lot of us deal with. And I know we're all at different stages of life, but a lot of people grind really hard through their 20s. Uh, maybe the next phase in their 30s, they're either building a business or building a family or, or whatever. I think a lot of us arrive at this point midlife in your or 40s, probably isn't midlife anymore. Hopefully it's early <laughs> still, but you arrive and you kind of go, man, like I'm in a job that I'm really dependent on that I don't love. And I feel stagnant and I feel like maybe my skills are starting to dull a little bit. And I think that that is a very normal human thing. Like skills will start to dull when whatever you're doing, you master Mm -hmm. and it becomes easy and you're not pushing the envelope anymore. And that's like the whole theme of this podcast is about growth. And so what Adam's talking about resonates with me because we have no excuse anymore. There's so much technology and free platforms to get out and be creative, to share a message or a voice. You should do it. And whether it's creative expression or something else, I think this whole making a side hustle or developing that, not to become your your main hustle, but because it's fun and it you know juices you creatively and all that, if it's good and it's a product of passion, it could become something bigger. Sure, you know, and that's a good point. Not every side hustle is going to make any kind of money at all ever. And that's okay for some people because it is. It's your creative expression and maybe you do it Maybe you do it with your partner or you do it with your children or maybe you maybe you have an Etsy shop and you're, you're creative or someone you know is creative and you start and that's your side hustle and you make a little bit of money and maybe you can take one, one extra vacation a year or it's one extra mortgage payment a year and that helps out your family. But the side hustle is real and to your excuse point, if you have a phone, you have no excuse. You know, a lot of people talk about this, but our parents came home from work and they got home from work at four or five o'clock at night and that was it. Unless they went to go bartend or drive a cab at night, their job, their earning income was over. Yeah. And now from seven to nine thirty, when our kids go to bed before we go to sleep, you can be you should be and can be doing something. And again, it's not for everyone, but if you are feeling stagnant 
or if you have that feeling that there's something else out there for you, things lead to things. Before we got on the podcast, Adam was telling me a story about how there's already been some connections personally and professionally for you because of this podcast. Oh, for sure. And if you add up how much time you've spent on this, I mean, we spend more time watching Netflix or in the Bay Area, we spend more time in traffic going to Costco than you would actually even developing your side hustle. Think really big, but act really small. Yeah. I, I want to change the world. One small thing I can do is is this or or it's that. And um, just, you know, sometimes you have to look at it from a little bit different angle. And I'm so glad that we connected that night because who knows if our paths would have ever crossed in that way where we had the time to to have a conversation. So I think a good thing to think about also is to surround yourself with people that you that you don't normally surround yourselves with because we tend to run in circles with people that our friends, our kids hang out with, and by default, we're with those people. But really try to put yourself in not necessarily an uncomfortable situation, but a situation where you would not normally find yourself. And my wife and I don't normally go to those parent little hangout meetup group things. I don't personally love them. I wanted, I'd rather be at home. And she drug me along. So she made me a little bit uncomfortable in a situation that I don't normally don't normally go to, and everyone's gonna have a little bit different, uh, a, a little bit different way that they would do that. But step off of what you're doing, or step to the side or the front, and just kind of look around. And so often, that is when we kind of find those moments to to think a little bit differently, which then will hopefully allow us to act um, a little bit differently. And some people are nervous to do that by themselves. Find a friend. There's so many people that I've had podcasts before. I've had a podcast off and on for the last five years, and I've done them with a partner. And those people don't even live near me. So personally, professionally, your hobby, maybe you're tired of what you do. Start a podcast or do something else entirely different of what you're doing. That's going to challenge yourself, and it's going to help bring more people into your ecosystem. And you just never know what is going to happen. You just never know what is going to happen. Every amazing thing that has happened in my life professionally is because I started blogging 15 years ago. I sold my car, quick story. I saw I was an elementary school teacher. I sold my car. I was trying to live a year without a car in the Bay Area. It's really hard. And I started a blog, Cycling Teacher Guy. And I would blog every single day about dating while you only have a bike or getting groceries or it's raining crap i have to ride my bike three miles to school i only lasted six months it on, on the surface it was a failure but it was the biggest win of my life because that right there 15 years ago on the blogger platform that google purchased however many years ago is what really started this side hustle we should actually come up with a new name like side passion whatever it is you know whatever it might be because a hustle you think about money, and yeah. um, it's not—it's not about that. The no. money—the money may come, and it may not. But either way, it's—you're just feeling excited about about life again. And how many people now? I don't work nine to five. I don't wear a shirt and tie to school anymore as a principal. I'm still a teacher. I just have different students. I get to travel and help influence people all across uh, all across the country. And. I get to spend a lot more time at home as well, too, because I have the freedom to do so. And uh, that's my story, and everyone's going to be a little bit different. But, I mean, maybe this podcast gets you some more clients for your company. And Well, it's been definitely, right? like, you mentioned this, but I've had some incredible connections mm -hmm. as a result of this. So, like, one is 
when I'm even just here in town, I meet with other parents, some might have heard about this, mm-hmm. and it sparks really fun, interesting yeah. conversation about growth, which is something I'm mm-hmm. super into. Um, I've had people reach out to me who've shared incredible health survival stories mm-hmm. that I'm humbled that they would even feel to con- like they want to connect with me on. You know, even if I just don't have another listener, I'm enjoying it and I get sure. a lot out of it. You know, the number one thing I think that people shouldn't do is try to hurry the process. Patience is the number one most important thing that is hard for adults. It's hard for our children. You know, people come up to me and go, gosh, I want to I wanna write books and I want to travel. And I say, all right, here's five things you should do and then call me in five years. And the look on people's faces are like, oh, oh really? Like f- five, five years? And I don't take it as insulting. I just take it as a, as a challenge. And I told you that night, I said, you're going to write a book someday, Adam. And I guarantee you in two, three, four, five years, you're going to write a book maybe about this topic, about growth, and it's gonna influence even more people. But that patience piece, it's so hard. I saw um, I saw somebody posted something. Um, he's like, oh, well, um, Facebook turned me, or Google turned me down, or Facebook turned me down. I'll just keep, I'll just keep grinding. And it was this tweet from, I don't know, five, five, six years ago. And then it was the guy who started WhatsApp. And then Facebook bought WhatsApp for however many billion dollars. Oh, yes. He didn't give up. He he was told no, and um, he kept grinding, and he believed in it because he was passionate about the, his messaging platform, which obviously changed and evolved over the years. And then Facebook went and turned around, and now he's you know he's turned that passion into something. So there are so many stories out there. I love that one because obviously he had a huge payday, but that patience piece I think is so much more important because he just. He believed in it and he, he was patient and you can't rush the process. Just like dating, it's going to evolve as it's going to evolve. And if you try to rush it with with a partner, things probably won't go too well. There's so many so many things that just run parallel parallel to that. And you, you started off with this is find something that you're passionate about. Because if, if you think people want to hear you talk about umbrellas and you're not passionate about umbrellas, the people that are listening are going to tell that you're not passionate about umbrellas. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have people talk about candles and they are so freaking passionate about passionate about candles. You're going to find an amazing group of people that love candles. And that's that is that's the magic juice right there is just be passionate about what you're passionate about and don't give up. Yeah. Hey, so before we wrap up, I wanted to see if you would um, maybe share a little bit of a story about some of your marathon challenges. <laughs> uh, if I remember correctly from our first meeting, you were talking about you set a goal one year to run, was it a marathon every month? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell the guys, the guys on the listeners about yeah, that? Yeah, so cool. I met my wife 10 years ago. Our 10-year anniversary is uh, happening next year, next month. Congrats. And uh, thanks. I wasn't even supposed to be at that race. It was a half marathon. I was a cyclist at the time. And my, my buddy drug me to it, met my wife at the race. She converted me, sold all my bikes, and I started running marathons. So I was running marathons, and you know they were just kind of routine, and I would say easy for me. So I wanted a challenge. I wanted to make myself a little bit uncomfortable. So I gave myself the challenge of running one marathon a month for the entire year. And people that don't run marathons, about two or three a year is normal. Well, I was going to do 12. Because I believe if you want a different outcome in your life, you have to make yourself uncomfortable. And more importantly, you have to change the process. The process can't be the same because if you have the same process, you're probably going to get the same outcome. 
So in June of that marathon year, I realized that my December marathon, it was going to be my 19th marathon of my life. And I didn't want to end on that uneven number. So I ran that marathon twice. I ran it backwards from the finish to the start line at 1 a.m. And then I had something to eat and changed my shirt. And then I ran the rest of the race back. Wow. And uh, I wasn't done. To continue the story, two weeks later, I ran a 24-hour race where you run for 24 hours straight. It was a, a mile loop at Chrissy Field in San Francisco. And I ran 103 miles in 24 hours. And I tell that story when I speak because I realize that not everybody is a runner. Some people don't even want to say the word run. But whatever you do in your life, you have more capacity inside of you. You really, really do. I started that marathon year not even sure if I was able going to be able to finish. Mm-hmm. And that's a really vulnerable place to be. But when you can make yourself vulnerable, it's so powerful on, on the other side because you realize, well, if I do the right things, if I train, if I eat right, if I build a great support system, I'm going to be okay. So whatever you do in your life, just just push yourself. Push yourself a little bit past where you thought you could actually finish. And sometimes maybe you won't be able to finish. But I guarantee you a lot of times our brain just plays tricks on us and our brain is just getting in the way of what our heart and our body can do. So don't stop and keep pushing. Yeah, man. Well, thank you so much. This has been awesome. And uh, number 10, it's a milestone. Here's to the next 90. That's right, man. That's right. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate you listening. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. What's real? The real question is... What's real? Try your ex to diagnose. What's real? People all around, you got to recognize and witness. I got soldiers that have turned, turned out, burned burn. out. Do I come correctly when it's my turn? No doubt. I twist the trees in the cold with one hand wiping my nose. Girls say that I'm fly because they be liking my clothes. But the clothes or the money can't make the man. When I apply my vicious grip, you can't take it, man. Face it and understand, there are no winnings for you. What I'm beginning to do is bring an ending to you and your crew. I sip a brew and at the same time drink the life out of you. I righteously come through, created in a likeness of who? G-O-D Could sell a half a line for a G Check ballistics You won't be taking mine from me Oh boy, you penoid Heard my lightning and thunder Not thought but frightening Type of stress I've been under I'm the one-eyed jack I'm here to smack you back In 83 I seen stacks